little shunk. Get over there. I never thought I'd be so proud about such nice. a silly sounding thing, but I'm so proud of my daughter. Like she is a pro at the potty. Nice. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This week, a uh, very special week, we're drinking Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, specifically the C923 uh, batch. And But before we get into the batch, before we get into anything, let's talk about some business. Uh, we have a Patreon, and we love our Patreon people. And we support uh, drinking with our Patreon people. And we send out um, drink-along samples, which we'll be doing a drink-along soon uh, for February. And then next month, we'll be sending out a new batch uh, via courier to uh, our Patreon peeps, at least uh, those who are in the $10 tier or more, unless they've grandfathered in. And uh, next month, we, or next few months, we got a few good ones lined up. I'm not going to give anything away, uh, but if you want to be part of the new um, uh, drink-alongs to come, uh, hit us up at patreon.com slash chillfiltered and join the $10 tier or more to be part of those. So uh, shout out. I, I don't know if I've shouted it out yet. Shout out to Tim and Sarah Murray uh, for upping their Patreon giving to the $10 tier or more. So cheers to you guys. Uh Wait for it. Wait for it. There we go. We love you guys. Um, that's the business. Here's the podcast. Brian, I'm excited to hear how your week's been, but I'm really excited to tell you about how my week's been. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I always go first. Maybe you okay. should go first. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So check this out. I never thought, never thought that I would be so stoked about the idea of potty training. But my daughter is potty trained, and that is awesome. And I'm just, just so happen proud like of her. That? Yeah. So okay. So it was a holiday weekend last week with uh, Martin Luther King Day, and my wife is like, "All right, we have three days, and we're gonna do the three day method," which I always thought was kind of like a last resort method. It's like, no, you should probably just you know build it up and stuff. But there's this method where it's just like, basically, you let your kid roam around without pants or underwear. And they'll know when they're peeing because they'll, you know, they'll feel it. They'll, you know, that's going to be dripping down their legs, basically. And so that's the thing is like they'll recognize when they got to pee or when they are peeing rather. So they'll start to realize maybe I should wait until I, you know, before I pee, I'm going to go to the potty. And it worked like a charm. Dang. Like we started on Saturday last week and um, she did so well. She had two like a, a two small accidents, and then from then on, she was getting it. And like she was like, "I gotta go to potty." And we're like, oh, "Let's get you over to the potty." And we get over there. I never thought I'd be so proud about such nice. a silly sounding thing, but I'm so proud of my daughter. Like she is a pro at the potty. Nice. So she's well, at daycare. To, yeah. Or not daycare. Had... She's at school, and she is without uh without pull ups. So she's she's nice. my hero right now. Nice. So you had to clean up a couple spots. Yes, right? for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but too disastrous? Just like no, middle of the couch. Luckily, luckily she at this point, we still got a little work to do, but at this point she saves the poops for nap time area. So it's like the and when she naps, we'll put her in a pull-up so that we don't have to deal with it. So she can't be like, hey, can I go to the potty right now? Yeah. So yeah, that's lucky that we can just clean those up in the, in the with the pull up. 
Um, but I am so proud of my little girl. She I can't is. wait to play this episode on her wedding yeah. day. Uh-huh. Be great. Yeah, seriously. Like <laughs> she'll know that daddy loves her. So yeah, I'm stoked. And then also fun, fun factoid, uh, not, not this week, but uh, recently my dad told you guys about how, uh, or our listeners and you about how, um, my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer uh recently so apparently the chemo is doing doing great with my dad so he is like he said there are certain areas of cancer that are gone he said that a lot is diminished in certain areas so i think that's great news and uh, uh, papa if you're listening proud of you too and uh happy to hear that things are going well so um yeah things are good things are good that's exciting yeah i got my uh whiskey poker night coming up Oh yeah, Stoked about that. Nice. N- neither of us won um, some uh, Ace Smith Bowman lottery. When yeah. do you hear back from uh, Sagamore? Uh, Sagamore, I wasn't reaching out to them, was I? Or you're you're talking no, about the, the lottery? Oh, oh, that's like June or something. Oh, uh, that's they, a long time. Yeah, they were taking entries for that till June. So, oh. yeah, be a long that's time. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about coming out, trying to see if I couldn't come yeah. out uh, on a work trip to the Baltimore mm-hmm. area, and uh, no dice. maybe get get to go to Cole's poker night. That would have been a lot yeah. of fun, mm-hmm. but uh, didn't work out. But yeah. but it's always nice to not have to travel for work. So yeah, uh, worked I out for like the work day. travel infrequently. Yeah, sometimes I do too. Like like once or twice a month or mm, uh once or twice a, a year yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but uh like at my last job i was um in this phase of the project where we were installing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. locally uh yeah. in another state and mm-hmm. so i had these periods of time where it was like two weeks on two weeks off uh, not off work but like two weeks there two weeks back oh wow or like one week there and then maybe two weeks back yeah um, yeah it was not fun <laughs> and uh a lot of the other uh other friends of mine who worked there we all ended up just leaving it was like this is not sustainable wow. this is not mm-hmm. the kind of yeah. career that i want i want to be home what more state was it in it was in New Mexico, so oh yeah not a very fun state to be in either was it the cold part <laughs> uh it was not necessarily cold where we were in the middle of winter it was just kind of same as phoenix yeah that's good yeah there's i mean that's the funny thing about new mexico it's probably got the biggest well no even arizona has probably got the biggest shifts of temperature um because it can get like rocky mountain and then it can get like really desert like like low desert um oh you mean from region to region Yes, within the whole state. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought you meant like mm. daily fluctuation. I was like, no, oh. no, no. no, no. <laughs> I grew yeah, up like, in, like in when Kansas. I. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was driving to move to Phoenix, we drove through um, the northeast portion of Arizona, and it went from uh, probably around zero degrees to. 45 and it was a night and we we drove in january uh yeah. but it went yeah that's a big shift uh yeah. for, for i love that times. yeah northeastern part of the state though it's mm-hmm. all kind of woodsy and yeah it's and beautiful. can actually get cold at night and everything it's mm-hmm. it's real nice up there 
Yeah, even towards like the Grand Canyon, like you can get snow there. And that's, Ari- yeah. I mean, Arizona's not all warm. Uh, yeah. The one time I went to the Grand Canyon, it snowed. Mm. So I got to see oh, the Grand crazy. Canyon in the snow. You've only been there once. <laughs> yep. I know, right? That's crazy. It is We'd like have friends visit and we'll be like, let's just go to the Grand Canyon. So that's, that was yeah. our reason to go. I think it's like four hours, like four hours away. Does that mm. sound right to you? Three to four, it sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't had much uh, need to like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. If I had somebody coming in, some friend from out of state, and they were like, I've always wanted to see the Grand Canyon, I'd be like, yeah. yes, absolutely. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's big. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is like every time I go, I'm like, this is bigger yeah. than I remember. <laughs> it is just enormous. It is quite the canyon. One it's might say unreal. it's grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what are you entry buzzing on? Uh, yeah, so I got this uh, sample my buddy Clint gave me of uh, Ben Holiday Rickhouse Proof. Oh, I heard good things. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, it is good. I'll tell you what it's missing. It's missing uh, that layer to have some like full body richness. Yeah. It, so it's a little um, like there's plenty of flavor, but but palette wise, it just feels a little thinner and lighter. Gotcha. It feels like a slightly watered down cask strength bourbon but still at cast strength (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's not cast strength you said i'm sorry (laughs) i did not explain that very well uh Uh, all of my uh negative opinions that i just tried mm -hmm. to explain uh were all about like mouthfeel related things. uh the old Um, (laughs) mouthfeel it is uh it is cast strength i think it's 120 something um, but it just like it lacks the extra like brown mm. sugary rich um traditional heavy bourbon feel yeah. and um it it's almost like halfway to single malt uh, almost it uh like it just has this kind of thin slightly bitter thing going on um that's not very like rich mm-hmm. it's almost like halfway to heather the <laughs> old album <laughs> um is it have you had their uh red wheat one and their uh standard um from Ben Holiday? Yeah, I had the bottled in bond. Okay. I don't remember when or how. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh that's all I've had. And uh yeah. that the bottled in bond I remember kind of hit me in the forgettable range. Mm-hmm. Uh it didn't really stand out. I mean, like I, of course I appreciate it. it came from Missouri and everything. Yeah, and, and cool mm-hmm. story and all. But yeah. like, give it to me in a blind, and it's gonna sit middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I, you know, I I got a bottle, and um, really proud of Missouri. I'll tell you that. But it's not my go-to pickup. Yeah, um, for... was that uh, like Warsaw, Missouri? Does that sound familiar? Warsaw does not sound familiar. Uh, it was somewhere uh, pretty close to where, like, my pretty grandpa... close to Kansas City. Yeah, uh, my my grandpa, my dad's dad, grew up uh, right around there. Uh, if it mm. wasn't the same city, it, it was something pretty close by. That like when I heard where they were located, I was like, oh my gosh, like Weston, Weston, Missouri. I, I think yeah, actually, my grandpa definitely lived in Weston for a while. Okay, but uh, just fun to think that like. <laughs> This place that my family has, you know, uh, history from a hundred years ago or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's uh, they're they're putting out this whiskey now. <laughs> yeah, pretty close to across the river from Weston is Kickapoo, Kickapoo. Uh, as in if you're tired of that poo, just Kickapoo. I don't know, that doesn't work, but it's pretty close to like Leavenworth and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
what are you entry buzzing on uh elijah craig barrel proof uh this is the most recent bottle i have opened was the b522 nice uh, so um that was my very first elijah craig i ever bought that's crazy Yep. Nice. So I fell in love with that one. And, mm -hmm. uh, and since then, like Elijah Craig's always been a go-to for me. I do yeah. really like Elijah Craig. And I guess, have we even said today we're drinking yep. the, the random mid show drop anyway, uh, Elijah Craig C923 is what we're drinking today. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, uh, I've always been like a Elijah Craig Homer. Uh, yeah. that that's one of my absolute staples that like first thing I think of is going to be Elijah yeah. Craig barrel proof for, for something that I like. And it's, it's kind of side by side with larceny too. Do you have much experience mm -hmm. with larceny barrel proof? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Totally. I, uh, I kind of, I flip flop every now and then on which I like more. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like the larceny C922 release that was, I think people generally like the B523 a little more. Uh huh. As, what's his name? yeah uh oh Minnick, fred minnick right? yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah c922 kills kills it for me that's my nice. favorite and uh so i i think overall i'd choose a larceny c922 over any nice. elijah craig barrel proof but um anyway i love them all they're all great mm -hmm. uh and and the fact the, how much i love elijah craig and and larceny uh mm. puts heaven hill as one of my like top two or three distilleries favorite that's pretty cool yeah yeah I okay, so I told you this before we recorded. It's like okay, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is always good, but to me, it's not pretty much ever fantastic. Uh, unless you're talking about the old days with the stubby bottles, there was at least one I couldn't tell you what batch it was. All I can tell you was a stubby bottle. Uh, when I worked at that bar, uh, that blew my mind. Um, but recently so the, so people are like hyping up this c923 saying like oh this is the best one yet like potentially even the best one ever and um and i'm not so sure yet i haven't tried it yet but hope i'm hoping to have my mind blown uh because yeah like i said like it's good it's always good but it's never like mind-blowing yeah. uh at least for the past few years so save I a little intrigued. bit of that b522 save a little bit of yeah. that so That's at least you idea. could, after Compare. you drink C923, you can at least take one mm. more sip. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do, uh, I'm trying a new approach today a little bit. So full oh, yeah. disclosure here. Um, <clears throat> Elijah Craig's are, you know, they're pretty darn hot. They're they're yeah, pretty yeah. they're be. pretty punchy and pretty hot. So I decided to go ahead and pour my pours. Already? Earlier yeah Ooh, so maybe i should have told you that so you could do the same uh sorry about that but uh yeah mine have been poured for about 20 minutes now whoa uh, and they're, they're just sitting there ready to go i wanted to give them experience. extra extra time to breathe because i know that i know that they usually hit a little hot and without divulging too much i will say the c923 my expectations that were set by other people had me thinking that it was just immediately going to be this like amazing, mm. beautiful palette experience. Yeah, yeah. It's still hot. It's still mm. just as hot as all. Yeah. The 133 is pretty yeah. high. Yeah. So um, um, I decided to do something I'd never done with it before. And I poured that C923 and, nice. and let it breathe for 30 minutes. So we'll see how that goes. We'll give it a um, uh, official cork pop just for the, just for the record. 
Ah, because you got a brand new cork pop. Well, no, I have your oh, that's sample right. that you sent. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. I so but, I can give a representative cork pop. <laughs> yeah, the proverbial cork pop. Um, anything else before we get into history this week? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, kind of excited for this. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday, yeah. uh, going going with a group of guys to tour a distillery in tour tour uh, distillery in. Tempe, yeah. Nice. I should have said tour and just see if you'd like pick up on it and be like, wait, <laughs> you said tour. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to uh, Adventurous Stills in nice. Tempe. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to see Marco there. Um, nice. Marco and um, I believe it's Patrick. There's yeah, another Patrick group. Smith. Whoop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've never met Patrick now. So, so that'll be good. So Marco and Patrick will be there. And then, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, Brian and David. Man, hella nice. Patreon supporters going on this hella. tour. Heck but uh, a couple, <laughs> couple other buddies too. Um, I think there should be about seven or eight of us on, the, on nice. the tour. So it should be good. Yeah. Make sure you drop our name. I talked to them before and I was like, hey, you know, I host a, co-host a podcast. Loved it. And they were so interested. I never followed up. So if you want to uh, bring them on, just give them a talk to. I still need to reach out to um, Kings County. Uh, oh, I never yeah. I never sent them a follow up email after I was on the tour. And the, our yeah. tour card was was awesome. And, um, and I just never I forgot to get a Glen Cairn, not a Glen Cairn. They had the glass shape like uh, like this oh, yeah, yeah. up in front mm-hmm. of the camera. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a trendy new thing. I've seen a lot of places with this glass mm-hmm. shape that's kind of like pointy wide at the bottom and then gotta swoops, go bulbous swoops up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they've got one of those. I forgot to pick it up while I was there, but I was hoping they could send me one or I, or I could at least just I'm buy sure one. They could. Yeah, sure. They could. <laughs> that's the perks, baby. Um, That's cool. No, I hope you have a good time this, this Saturday, like in three days. Yep, in three days. So, of course, when this episode comes out, uh, we will have already gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I won't be able to update y'all on how the tour went and everything until the next week. But yeah, yeah. Hope you don't get tour. That doesn't make any sense. Tour on the tour. Don't get your. Don't tour a muscle <laughs> on your tour. Wow, really reaching here. All right. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> but anyway. So why don't we go to break and we'll come back. We'll talk about the history of Elijah Craig and get into that stuff. Uh, And then we will drink. So um, here we go to break. We're back. All right, let's get into some history. I don't have any notes to get to this week, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, C923. That's what we're drinking today. This is our fourth episode on an Elijah Craig product and only our second featuring a barrel proof variety. Episode 66 was that first one where we drank Elijah Craig Barrel Proof C918. That's right. Quite an old barrel. I mean, that is what, like almost six or five, six years ago. You have a um, unopened C918, right? I do. So that's the funny thing. Actually, shout out to, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Preston, who sent me a bottle of C918 because he's a baller. It's a friggin' baller. Nice. And that was a while ago. I think he sent it as like a moving gift or something like that. Or maybe oh, a cool. baby gift or something like that. It was great. Nice. 
uh shout out to you jason who i know is still listening but maybe is a little bit behind love that guy <laughs> um so yeah episode 155 we drank elijah craig toasted barrel then 169 we drank elijah craig 18 year single barrel so we've definitely done elijah craig before and talked history before uh, but it's been over two years since we've done an episode of elijah craig so let's cover some of the basics of who elijah craig is and what the product is so first, Elijah Craig uh, is a bourbon and rye. They do have a rye variety from Heaven Hill Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. There are many options from Elijah Craig brand. Uh, everything from the single barrel 18 to even 23-year options, 21, 20. I believe there's even a 22-year option. Uh, it, there's a straight rye, a toasted barrel bourbon, and just the standard small batch Elijah Craig. Uh, but all these are named after a man, a man who is rumored to be the first person uh, to put the classic charred oak barrel into the bourbon process that is so near and dear to our hearts in the bourbon world. So uh, Heaven Hill uh, is quick to say, very quick to say, that he is the father of bourbon, uh, claiming that he was the first person to age his corn whiskey in new charred oak barrels his but historically that's been pretty hard to prove so for those who don't know bourbon needs to be aged in new unused charred oak containers usually barrels is what they use uh but that was you know apparently that that process was apparently kicked off by a man named elijah craig uh, Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher, a reverend from Fayette County, Virginia. And if you look it up, there is no Fayette County, Virginia, at least not anymore. Uh, yet Fayette County is right where it built, right where it was so many years ago. What could happen um, if you're doing the math right? Uh, in the 1700s, Virginia extended as far as the boundaries of Kentucky's western boundary. Uh, but now it is less than it used to be. Virginia used to be huge. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, where Kentucky was, was was once Virginia. Uh, so where is Fayette County? Well, it's right around Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, but Elijah Craig was actually born in modern day Virginia uh, in Orange County, uh, which is actually not too far from where I live, uh, which is just north of Charlottesville. Orange County is at least. Um Anyway, Elijah Craig was not only a preacher. He was kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, he did entrepreneurship. He did uh, paper and wool mill. Uh, and he was an owner and distiller. Uh, he definitely distilled whiskey. Uh, in 1874, there was a book and it was published. So this was like over 100 years after Elijah Craig. Um, or about 100 years after Elijah Craig. Uh, there was a book published. It was called The History of Kentucky by Lewis and Richard Collins. In it, they speak of the first bourbon being from 1789. Can you hold up your bottle, Brian? 1789. Look at that. Uh, which, yeah, is on most bottles of Elijah Craig, unless you're in the single barrel or the 20 plus range. Uh, uh, basically a bourbon in Georgetown, Kentucky, which is in Fayette County, just north of Lexington. And they mention a fulling mill, uh, apparently a rope making mill. Hmm. And previously, Elijah Craig's name was mentioned as owning the fulling mill in the in same part of the book. 
So maybe he was the father of bourbon. Maybe he was the first to age bourbon in charred oak, but it's possible that none of those are true uh, based on even just the standard facts of the books uh, of the book. Not enough concrete history from the late 1700s. Anyway, in the 1960s, Commonwealth Distillers trademarked the name Elijah Craig for, for bourbon. Ooh, wow. Just, just poked my eye and nice. set off my contact. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll do it without, um, without one eye, but that's okay. We'll get that eye back eventually. Uh, anyway, they, yeah, uh, they bought the brand or they started the brand Elijah Craig and eventually Heaven Hill bought the trademark in 1976 and they didn't even use the trademark until, oh, there we go. We're back. We're back. Uh, didn't even use the trademark until about 10 years later, but they were proud of their age statement on it. Get this in 1986. Um, my birth, birth year, birth year. And the birth year of No Doubt the Band, as well as the release of uh, of Licensed to Ill by the Beastie Boys, as well as the Challenger accident. Many great things happened in 1986. I'm so glad I could be the one that motivated all those things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially exploding rocket ships. Um so yeah, it, so anyway, yeah, 18, 1986. Check this out. They put out a 12-year bourbon. In 1986, this was one of the lulls of the bourbon industry was in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, And yet they're putting out a 12 year age statement standard, which is pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, actually, you weren't messing around. Question on that. In case you know, are Mm -hmm. people just not age stating whiskeys or are the age statements like seven and eight? I don't know that back in the 80s. You should know that. I was I was only conceived in the 80s. Oh, yeah, um, right. You know, when I was three, I should have been checking out all yeah. the whiskey at the stores, so, was I thinking? Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm not here to shame you. <laughs> but, yeah, you should have known. Um, but maybe I'll look it up next time. Uh, but anyway, in 2016, though, many years later, theoretically 30 years later, uh, Heaven Hill announced that they would drop the age statement to extend their stocks of bourbon because apparently the bourbon boom was hitting them too. Uh, weak, I wrote in my notes, <laughs> but I'm talking about the standard small batch age statement. On the barrel proofs, they always have had a age statement. They're on the bottle along with the batch number and proof. Their barrel proof varieties always used to be a 12 year, meaning that they were a minimum 12 years. Uh, going back to the initial release of the bottle, the first bottle of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof in March of 2013. Then in 2023, somewhere in the middle of 2023, uh, the Barrel Proofs now mentioned the exact years and they said that we're not going to always do a 12 year anymore or at least a 12 year. So some of their releases have been less than 12 years, some more. Uh, as how it goes, minimum bottle, minimum barrel in the in the batch you have to go with that one. So anyway, um, to remind our listeners, the letter at the beginning of the code, this one is a C923, uh, represents the number of the batch that year. Then it's the month of that release and the first number. And then the last two numbers are the year of the release. For example, B522, which I am drinking right now, represents the second release of 2022 released in May. Hope that all makes sense. 
Uh, so what we're drinking today, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof C923. Uh, this is the third barrel proof batch of 2023 released in September. Uh, so far as I've seen, there have only been three batches a year. And as far as I've seen, there is no batch later than September. So you won't get a four digit after the number as far as I've seen in the history. Me too. Uh, so um, lately, yeah, they've been January, May and September releases, but that's not always been the case. The last exception to one five or nine was b5 50, i'm sorry b215 which was a february release in 2015 wow uh or was it a two i think it was a215 i don't think there was a december release. oh there yeah was, they I wouldn't have gotten to b already by february yeah, yeah. <laughs> a215 so uh the specific barrel proof release is 133 proof the hottest proof since a120 uh, so that's been over three years that it has been, uh, th this is the hottest one. Uh, and A120 was 136.6 proof. So it's been a while. Is that the one you were talking about? No, I, uh, so now here's my little side-by-side -side here is mm. C920. Nine. I uh, just randomly, a store here had some C920s in stock like a year Recently? ago. Yeah, it, wow, well, yeah. Okay. it was like a year Still, ago or a year and a half. Three-year-old stuff. But yeah. Um, so I was like, well, that's the oldest I've ever seen. So I grabbed mm. one all, while I was there, and now I wish I'd grabbed two. It's uh, it's so far, that's it's cool. my favorite. So I'm nice. excited to side-by-side -side these and see what I can tell the difference. That's cool. Technically, this is the oldest age statement yet for an Elijah Craig barrel proof. At 13 years, seven months. But that does not necessarily mean it's the oldest Elijah Craig barrel proof. Uh, just the oldest stated on the bottle. Uh, some of those 12-year age statements were rumored to be up to 15 years minimum, especially for some of those stubbies. Uh, the, what do they call them? The pirate bottles? or what, Pirate, yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Um, standard mash bill for Elijah Craig is 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. If you can get it at retail, which I recently got it at, uh, it's about 70 bucks. So that's the history. Here's the whiskey. Give me that cork pop before. We, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. go. Three, two, one. Ooh. Oh, I hope you got the that high pitched squeak in there. That was super beautiful. Squeak. Yeah. Audio listener. Uh, I did get the what? squeak. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you didn't get the squeak on your little sample bottle. <laughs> no. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I hope uh, Ben Klepsik is out there here drinking C923. Right. I have no doubt that he is. <laughs> no doubt that he is. Okay. So now, oh, second mention of no doubt so far this episode. Yeah. Right? Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, you mentioned dropping the age statement. Mm -hmm. um, did you mention dropping the age statement on the Elijah Craig Barrel proofs? Did you not listen? <laughs> I was half listening. So they I'll took admit. out the 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't. I think I, I muddled that 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 bullet point. So yeah, they took out the 12-year age statement and said, we're going to get rid of the standard 12-year age statement, but we're just going to put whatever. We're, we're going to keep the age statement specifically yeah. to the month, uh, but we are not going to make it a 12-year anymore. Yeah. Even I, though uh, technically I, you can have higher than 12-year in a 12-year age statement. Yeah, yeah. I definitely caught when you were talking about the normal small batch losing mm -hmm. its age statement. But um, so, yeah, that uh, that happened uh, B523 last year. 
so now so now we've we've had b523 with no 12 year age statement and then mm-hmm. the and then c923 what we're drinking today and mm-hmm. then they just released they yeah, just announced a124, what a124 which is, is a 10 year yeah yeah so um yeah i uh i was going back and looking here yeah okay 10 year nine month on a124 mm-hmm. and it is 119 proof people are people are clamoring in the whiskey world 119 oh that's low for an ecbp i know but like so i feel like there's potential there because they didn't just make it a screaming hot young Mm. whiskey you know yeah like um still i'm not gonna buy one it was uh, a c923 was actually the only 23 i bought last year because i had reached the point of like i have too many of these i can't buy everyone i need i need to just stop yeah but then when it came out the c923 was so good it was like okay well obviously if i'm gonna get one i need to get this one so yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yeah i feel that um great nose so far yeah um heavy cherries like uh uh Hits cherries, me like a, real like a, in there, yeah, like fresh cough syrup cherries, like a medicinal oh, cherry. These are like nose. these are like sweet red cherries from the frozen aisle. Yeah, yeah, big cherries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not too oaked, it's not too proofy on the nose. Um, it but is God. really strong flavor uh, of that nice cherries. And the oak's there, but like I said, it's not too strong an oak. Um, it reminds me, like I have a feeling this will be potent in a flavorful way, very potent. Uh, yeah. But but who knows about the proof? We'll find out. I mean, you said it was hot. Yeah, and definitely getting like leathery earthiness in there too. Mm. Um, like it, it smells deep. <laughs> it smells uh, leathery. I definitely get the oak, like you're saying. Um, but there's plenty of brown sugar cherry sweetness in here, too. Yeah. First of all, just took a sip. First of all, that's very hot. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like eye-watering hot. Um, still really good. Um, this reminded me a little bit. So what I loved about that stubby bottle, which, you know, like I said, I do not know what batch that was, but it was, you know, before they switched over to the taller bottles. Um, it was all about the mouthfeel to me. Like it was so rich and velvety in a mouthfeel way. This reminds me a little bit of that, uh, in the mouthfeel. Like it's definitely coating the mouth, but not in an astringent way. It's almost in a sweet way. Uh, normally when it's it coats my mouth it's like drying my cheeks out this is not that but it's hot don't get me wrong it's hot so i got i got tongue sticking to the cheek tannic Mm -hmm. um it wasn't it wasn't unpleasant it was just Mm -hmm. uh i i got a strong tannic note from this um and now i'm wondering if letting it breathe for 30 40 minutes did it some favors because Oh, and also my expectations are set appropriately now that's mm-hmm. that's big for me too but uh this hit me a lot more favorably than i remember uh oh, nice. i uh in the past it's been like dang this is so hot dang why do people mm-hmm. like this so much but yeah. that first sip that i had had some really pleasant 
earthy and fruit notes. I got a new one on the palate that I didn't get on the nose, which was like a creamy, like orange creamsicle kind of yeah. kind of creamy. Mm-hmm. One of the things everyone I can loves, say about this. Everyone uh-huh. loves a tannic orange creamsicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just the Only bat. the most dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrap that orange creamsicle in, in a leather strap and, and I'm sold. Yeah. This is sweet throughout for me, though, which is sounds like it's not the same for you. Are you getting like sweet just throughout? Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting like brown sugar sweet throughout. Um, I can say this. I like this but uh maybe it'll get better with the ice or water uh but it's it's still not blowing my mind like it is good it's in fact one of the best if not the best elijah craig barrel proofs since that stubby um but it's it's not like okay i will say this it is pleasant throughout even with the heat but it, this is, I mean, like, maybe I'm just comparing this to, like, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Fantastic. But it's definitely not there. And, you know, a lot of people are praising this one. And I like yeah. it. I like it. But it's it's nowhere near A-plus status. Uh, are you... Foreshadowing. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh-huh. Uh, are you saying that... It's nowhere near the level of hype other people were giving it relative to normal Elijah Craig's. No, I'm saying it is nowhere like because I get that it is better than all the Elijah Craig's people have been talking about lately. Um, mm. But is it still like hub it a what? No, not to me. Uh, is it in yeah. a league of its own? No. Yeah. That's what you're saying. yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. But like better than most Elijah Craig barrel proofs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um I'm nosing C920 just out of curiosity. I'm mm-hmm. getting um I'm getting more kind of grape uh, like um like a sherry or Madeira kind of uh, uh-huh. finish. Um, uh, I'm getting a heavy sweet syrupy grape uh, on nice. the C920 relative to the C923. I just dropped a few drops, the old drop of drops. Giving it the old spin J, the old SJ, the old making it dizzy. Shout out to Willow, Willow Hound. Ooh, that's great. Really fruity. I might prefer, actually, I 100% prefer that nose with a few drops of water. Nice. Yeah, really dark, berry, fruity, um, even appley. But like in a oh this oh okay apple pie appley I love it great great stuff okay so this this is one of the best noses I've had recently apple pie all right just yeah, like, some like water thick with two C's apple pie <laughs> hmm uh, yeah mm. more fruit on the nose with the water I'm totally with you. More oak on the nose with water. That is how you should drink Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. A few drops of water. That's good. That is the best Elijah Craig Barrel Proof palette I've had in years. Nice. 
So maybe I should be dropping more drops than my other barrel proofs because this is oh, good. Maybe blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. Oh man. Like, I got yeah. to try something really cool recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a starlight finished in some blueberry cask, mm-hmm. something. You any idea yeah. what I'm talking about? Nope. Sounds like a good times uh barrel. It was not a good times. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried good times and uh, yeah, it was not (laughs) (laughs) so bad. It's like the meme meme distillery these days. I'll take a a hard, uh, the easiest thing to take a hard stance on, but the one good times bottle that I bought just to see what all the deal was about, it's like some of the worst whiskey I own now. It was like, and I I decided I was like, if I'm going to get one, I'm going to go all out. And the one that I got was neapolitan or something no it was double oaked okay and uh pineapple brandy so it was like a it was like a cherry pineapple double oaked monstrosity yeah and you can't you can't taste any of the cherry pineapple because it's so young and hot oh totally like i expected it to be a ridiculous flavor bomb and mm-hmm. all it tastes like is just crappy young whiskey <laughs> yeah that was when uh one of my favorite instagram handles is called you would hate it and yeah. it's a bourbon meme page and they used to like hate on good times <laughs> like just like yeah. like good times like unfollowed them and like all these Aww. things but, but uh yeah it was funny because it was like just such a meme you know yeah, well, good times. If you're listening, change my mind. Send me send me a sample of your best stuff. And yeah, change yeah. My mind. I'm open to it. <laughs> the uh, the starlight yeah, that I was talking about. Minds. The starlight yeah, that I was talking about is um, bourbon whiskey finished in blueberry port barrels. Mm. Yeah, and um, I've never gotten that level of blueberry on anything uh-huh. before in my entire life. That was another. Wow. That was a sample that I got from a buddy named Patrick. He. Uh, it sent uh, this like blind uh, blind out for us to kind of go through and see which one yeah. we like the most and everything. And, and this one was my favorite. This was the one that I was like, Oh my gosh, like uh, it's, it's super unique. It, I, yeah. I, I don't think that it was like the pinnacle of whiskey or anything, but uh, it was just fun to get that heavy of a blueberry note on it. That's cool. Um. I had that. I tried finally last weekend. Um, the mead you sent me from Superstition oh, Meadery—is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, awesome, it was awesome. great. Heather, yeah. Heather liked it, but she didn't love it. Okay. Um, but I was like, no, I can drink this, and it's okay. very sweet. Yeah. So I started you off easy. Uh, uh-huh. So imagine what you had, but imagine mm-hmm. it way more syrupy, mm-hmm. fruity, sweet and mm. like um tangy uh yeah, yeah. like not sour not literally sour but like yeah. like a like a sour fruit kind of yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh is that up your alley because it's super hit or miss it's very no, much a dessert. I, i'm down yeah yeah okay so send um, me another yeah. bottle can't say no to that yeah. uh, <laughs> i'll keep you in mind there uh some of their better stuff uh, mm. i say better that's obviously yeah. subjective, but um mm-hmm. some of their like higher end stuff is very very like syrupy sweet nice. um just like i mean if you had more than one glass 
you might start to feel like sick, like it's yeah. so sweet That's and crazy. so delicious, but you're only supposed to drink like that much. And yeah. You're done. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep you in mind in the future. Please I love, do. love yeah, some I love of their sweet, things. heavy stuff. Great palate. I'm, I'm ready to bring in the ice. Um, give it the old spin J with ice. The old SJ dub I. I'm missing the fruit. I'm missing all the. Oh, okay. Wait, (laughs) I did. um, The finish wasn't as intense Mm -hmm. in a. You're having to deal with this way that that Mm -hmm. was nice, actually. Uh, So I am getting more of a sweet oak. Um, I'm still not seeing any fruit, though. I decided to add a little more water to see what I get. Okay. Oh, it's nice though. It's it it Good is water. it is way more enjoyable with the water I think so. though. Yeah. yeah. Uh with ice, still very enjoyable. There's a mm, how do I put this? Pears, apples, mostly pears, which are some of my favorite notes. Um Mm. <laughs> still good is there i don't know if it's better than the water pour yeah there's a little dryness on the end of the finish there that i don't love with the ice pour is there a whiskey that stands out in your mind for being like the pear note whiskey uh yeah they're gonna be scotches um okay. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. apples are like my favorite note and that's and- gonna be like stag or george g stag heavy in buffalo trace Mm. products yeah exactly exactly even even sazerac rye super appley to me wow that's a lot of ice i only put a little cube i uh i want to get cold and i might as well and you want the volume to go up too yeah i yeah i'm i'm looking for maximum volume here if i keep putting ice in the whiskey keeps going up so more more to drink yeah we figured it out, guys. How to add whiskey to your whiskey? Just I get this like dusty smell on the nose with ice. That's maybe what I was getting. Yeah, totally dusty whiskey, like dusty bourbon. This reminds me of that a hundred year old uh, whiskey ah. I got to try. It's like <laughs> caramely, light, uh, but yeah. in a really good way. That was literally whiskey infused with dust, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. At a certain point, the dust surpasses the cork. Yeah. I don't love it, though, with ice. It gets oh, a little wow. synthetic, sugary. Yeah, very um, sweet. Very mm, sugar sweet, too sweet with ice. Mm-hmm. But like in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, but like, okay. uh, I, could see, I could see this being somebody's jam, though. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not like an instant, like a total turnoff of like. Totally. I wouldn't tell everyone don't drink this with ice. Yeah. Cause this could be like, I can see it being, yeah. It's not terrible. It's not like uh, where I like shake my head and close my mouth and be like, Um, which I can do with ice often. Um, You do do. I'm starting to formulate a rating and I think I got one. Man. Well, you're still finishing. You're still. I, yeah. Appreciate you waiting on the slow poke over here. Yeah. Yeah. If this is tough for me because um, uh, 
you know, you might have been able to pick up that like I had some predispositions about this uh, of it uh -huh. being like, man, I don't understand why people like it so much. It's not mm -hmm. my favorite ever. I'm not even sure I like it more than other Elijah Craig releases, mm -hmm. but it did hit me better today than I have had in the past. Nice. I am enjoying it a lot more today. So uh, cool. now I'm like super struggling with my rating because <laughs> I'm trying not to let my predispositions affect what mm -hmm. uh, what score I want to give it here. But yeah, I'll let you go first if you know what you got. I do know what I got and I am going to switch it up a little bit and I'm and I'm standing by this one. 9.1 uh, only because of the water pour. The water pour was fantastic. Really nice fruity notes. Sweet throughout um very full bodied flavor in terms of what i did get like it wasn't like light in any way it was it was all full force uh which i dig um so yeah 9.1 here i think they did a good job and i encourage those listeners out there who have a bottle try it with a few drops of ice or water water a few drops of water Definitely. And I mean, yeah. hell, I'd even encourage try it with a few drops of ice. You might not yeah. actually like it. And like yeah, neither yeah, of us really liked it with ice, but yeah. it'll stand up to it. You won't like regret. You won't feel like you wasted it. Like, um, yeah, 100%. yeah, but, uh, but I think water might be the way to go. Cause it just, yeah. it takes the harshness out and it makes it, yeah. it almost made the finish a little longer for me because I mm. wasn't just focused on the, ha, the hot, part totally. of of the finish and it was just like yeah. oh there's the leather and there's the other earthy tones that i got out of that yeah no i'm with you yeah i think um it's hard to hub it at this for me mm. uh but it's gonna be close i think i think i'll go 8.9 nice. this is a full-bodied whiskey like this mm. this hits you know uh i i i keep going back to the to the layers the idea of layers uh of like is does it have that fruit layer yeah does mm. it have that earthy layer yeah is it like is it like i was gonna say full bodied again but like does it have weight to it is it not just yeah. like thin yeah it like it ticks all these boxes yeah. but it didn't make any like fireworks go off in my head mm. so i'm gonna say 8.9 so we have a secondary rating scale, and this isn't my my old secondary rating scale. We're trying to trying to convert to a different scale so that most of our listeners can understand what we're how we recommend things, and it's going to be a F to A model, uh, similar to grades in school. I'm going to give this one a B, a B for well above average. Um, I think this is definitely above average. It's more than what I would give it a B minus, which would be good. So, but not yet very good. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Somewhere between B and A, which A uh, is very good. So, so B plus B then, plus. eh? Maybe B, maybe B yeah. plus. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a normal B. I'm well above average mm. also for this. Uh, I agree that this is better than simply good. This yeah. is a standout. This is something that for someone who's used to drinking barrel strength whiskey, mm -hmm. if they have a sip of this, they'll be like, dang, this is pretty good barrel strength totally. whiskey. Like this was, mm -hmm. this would stand out in their mind of, I remember that time I tried this at that party one time, Yeah, it's that, but it's not like you've changed my life forever. Kind yeah. of, kind of like, totally. so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pegging it at B because 
because in order to reach that A category, it's got to be mm-hmm. very good. It's got to be just extremely solid. There's got to be no negative comments we can make about this. Totally. And I think that just below that A in, in that B category is probably where this belongs. Totally. No, I'm with you. All right. Now that we've gotten our ratings, I think it's time for our next segment of the show that we like to call Whiskey World News. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. So this is the Whiskey World News segment. So we're going to read an article that neither of us wrote. We're just going to read it. Today, that article is about Old Forester. Old Forester's latest bourbon is 10 years old and made from a new grain recipe. This is from David Morrow, and it was uh, taken from a website that I have no idea what it was. I'm going to have to look it up later because I closed the tab. But Uh today is a very special day because Old Forester released a brand new product called 1924. Have you heard of this? Yeah, 10 year. Yep, 10 year. So it's a 10 year. It's 100 proof, I think. I'm double checking. I think you're right. (laughs) Anyway, on Wednesday, which is today, today's Wednesday, Old Forester announced the fifth release of its Whiskey Row series, 1924. This new nationally available bourbon is significant for two main reasons. First, at 10 years old, it bears the highest age statement of the Whiskey Row series. Second, it is distilled from a mash bill that is new to Old Forester. That's crazy. The Louisville, Kentucky distillery usually makes its whiskeys from 72% corn, 18% rye and 10% malted barley. Yep. Standard 19... uh what do you call it? Standard uh Brown Foreman release. Brown Foreman, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 1924 features a new recipe, 79% corn, Ooh. 11% rye and 10% malted barley. Nice. Total side note here. So the Elijah Craig mash bill had more malted barley than rye? Yes. Yeah, that's that's Didn't not know normal. that until today. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mm. forgot to mention that earlier. That kind of set mm-hmm. me off when you said malted barley first, and then yeah. you said rye. That's, that's mm-hmm. cool. But so the 1924 is pretty close there, though. It's only 11% rye and then 10% malted barley. So just a nice. smidge, smidge of rye, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the name and the new mash bill of Old Forester 1924 are a nod to a time when the U.S. was four years deep into prohibition. Old Forester, which is the only bourbon brand produced before, during, and after Prohibition, was still operating after the federal government granted it a permit to bottle its existing whiskey stocks as medicine. In in 1924, Old Forester acquired barrels of whiskey from distillers that had been forced to close with the arrival of Prohibition. These whiskeys featured different mash bills, but Old Forester bottled them as Old Forester bourbon nonetheless. Wow. Bottled at 100 proof. There it is. 100 proof. Old Forester 1924 is available across the U.S. at select retailers and Old Forester Distilling Company at a suggested retail price of $115. For a 10-year. Yeah. How much I, uh, was that last Eagle Rare you bought? <laughs> oh, it was like 40 bucks, baby. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's also like a testament to finding a rare bottle at retail. Yeah. Um, so I kind of dig that. I kind of dig the year they gave it for the for that series. Um, for sure. 
Be, and and changing the mash bill because I I do appreciate that story of like hey they bought other people's different mash bill products and and released it so I kind of like that that's that's all I got to say about that one is like the I do want to find it and I what a, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a drop item for Virginia so I don't oh. know if I pick it over certain other drop items but maybe I'll be able to try it yeah for what it is I probably wouldn't either but like mm-hmm. what would set me over the edge though. It says, and again, this is just this article uh, from an unknown source because I closed the tab earlier. Nice. But uh, this article says that it was a nod to a time when they were having to buy whiskey from other distilleries and everything. I Mm -hmm. wish that there was like some science that went into like, we looked at what mash bills were around that era and we averaged the numbers and then, and that's why we chose this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like obviously this is a 10 year old whiskey. So old Forrester 10 years ago would have been having to make these decisions and everything. So it'd be, it'd be fun to know if they like did some legit science on this or if it was just kind of whatever. Well, it is interesting, like 10 years ago is at least, you know, 2014, and that was at the beginning of the bourbon boom. So I don't know. I doubt, you know, they, uh, I doubt they were like, all right, let's do this and we'll name it this. Because I want to say it was like 2016 when this series began. So I guess it's only two years later. So I could see it being the case. I just, 2015, actually, I remember getting my first 1870. Uh, so you remember yeah, it, when you got your first 1870 that's such a not noteworthy bottle <laughs> i love that bottle oh yeah okay oh, i'm yeah. sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no i think it's just i think it's just good you know yeah you i know. just uh you kind of said this though i have trouble believing that like right when the bourbon boom was starting old mm-hmm. forester was like hey Let's make this brand new product yeah. with a super oh. forgettable mash bill that's only going to be a hundred proof when we bottle it. Actually, they probably wouldn't have made that decision at that time. But, yeah. but like, I can't imagine them deciding to make this new distillate from a from a new mash bill back in 2014. It just like doesn't add up unless they were trying some funky science experiment. That now yeah. here we are. I today. think that's probably what it was. But yeah. they probably have plenty of stock for it if they're adding it to the. What do they call it again? The collection they're doing? Rick House? Oh, oh, oh. Whiskey Row series. Whiskey Row series, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're probably still making 10 years stuff, so. Yeah. And so uh, for my own, because uh, I can't ever keep the names, the years straight, that Whiskey Row series is the 1870, yep. 1897, oh, that's 1910, right, yep. 1920. Okay. <laughs> no, 1920 it, is 115 proof uh 114 i think oh we'll have to take I think it it's 115 and, and google it um yeah, oh, yeah i'm yeah. gonna stick with 114 i already said it i gotta stick with it my bet's um, up uh 1910 1920 and now 1924 so that is the fifth one of the series there is a reason why you thought of 1915 is because it's kind of like a it's a joke it's a meme kind of thing of if you blend half and half 1910 and 1920 Uh it's old forester 1915 that's funny (laughs) which is actually you know pretty decent because the 1910 is a much lower proof and it's double oaked 
And then 1920 is a higher proof and it's not double oaked. So you get a lot of that rich sweetness from the double That's oak. Right. And then you get the higher proof from the 1920. And then it ends up kind of being a best of the both worlds kind of thing. But with all your words and fancy talk, I'm still right. 1920 <laughs> is 115 proof. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. No, all that's right. good. <laughs> all right. Let's move on over to our next segment. What whiskey would you choose? Uh, last week, we had results that had almost nothing to do with whiskey. Uh, but yes. you apparently destroyed me. And even my wife destroyed me in yeah. the conversation she had with you after this. That's right. It had nothing to do with whiskey, but it had everything to do with everything I love in, in life because <laughs> pizza. Okay. Pizza. My buddy Josh was the best man at my wedding. And uh -huh. like one of the first jokes he made about me in his speech mm -hmm. about me was about my love of pizza. He was nice. like, he was like, all right. So I remember the day that Brian called me and he was like, Hey, um, I fell in love. Blah, 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 blah. And of course he was talking about this new pizza. <laughs> That's funny. Where at? Was it in Kansas? No. Uh, the wedding, the wedding. No. Um, your the pizza you fell in love with oh no 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 that was like that was totally a joke that was just oh, like funny he was going into like a typical best man speech yeah, of yeah, like yeah. oh he told me he was in love and he loves her so much but yeah. then he like shifted and was like and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right so last week nothing to do with bourbon oh wait no real quick i have it here now um to give mm -hmm. full credit to the article that we just read from do it whiskey whiskey raiders david morrow nice. from whiskey raiders wrote that's that raiders with the i or a i d e r's is that not how it's normally spelled it sounds like rate raider like r-a-t-e-r -E i never thought of that you could if rate that whiskey was, if the whole point was to be like a double entendre like that i never yeah. picked up on it yeah. all right i guess they're right. rating plenty of whiskey Wow, whiskey raiders. I I'm feel so dumb for never picking that up. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. Whiskey Raiders recently did an article about like the best podcast in whiskey, and I was like, of course we're not mentioned. <laughs> Although Up Rocks, shout out to John Hughes. Up Rocks gave him uh like a big shout out. Hell it was yeah. years ago. Um, that's awesome for, for embellish, but I'm like <gasps> Not us again, but it's okay. It's okay. Hey, there's always next year. All right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what whiskey, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, what pizza would you choose? Last hey week, last week on what pizza would you choose? We put it up to a vote against Marco's Pizza, which is apparently like an East Coast chain. Yes. I don't know. I've had it in Colorado, so it can't be. And uh, that was against Pizza Hut, which Dude, I got uh, had, one it, had its birth votes. in... Had its birth in Wichita, Kansas, by the way. Ooh, didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Marco's against Pizza Hut, and uh, we ended up having Mark Marco. We ended up having Pizza Hut win, and I am failing Did Marco on Marco and AZ rate it or give a vote? I'm so excited to tell you about that. Pizza Hut won 75 to 25. Pizza Hut beat Marco's. <laughs> And Marco and AZ, and Marco and AZ voted for Pizza Hut. <laughs> voted for Pizza Hut. Oh, that's so that's funny. funny. I was looking down. I was like, oh my gosh, what if he changed it last minute because he like uh, listened to the episode and then he was like, oh crap, I gotta go. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right. Not so, oh, and there's a whole other deal about this too that I'm so excited to to tell all. Oh yeah, my wife about. got involved. 
Yep, yep, yep. So uh, your wife got involved, and uh, I found out that she is also a Pizza Hut lover. She is, apparently. And y'all do pizza night like every other Once week. A week. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all you do is get Marcos, and you never give her the Pizza yeah. Hut. I'm a terrible husband. <laughs> what is going on here? So since Pizza Hut won, you have to get Pizza Hut next time. Yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need chill filtered Instagram account. That's true. Post proof that yep. you got Pizza Hut. That's true. So that is that is required okay. next time you have Pizza Hut. Yes. Okay. So uh, responses from the pizza night. We got a couple. There are not as not as many people opinionated about pizza as there are about whiskey. But we should keep it to whiskey. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) In my my last ditch attempt to change this to a pizza podcast did not work out. But it's okay. We heard from Broaska Testwasa. He says he loves he loves the Domino's thin crust. He's (laughs) <laughs> the other options given the heartburn the so old he needs heartburn the, the domino's thin crust and uh we got some whiskey drinking panda so if you're ever curious Ayo, tony or not tony joey there we Ayo. go if you're ever curious what type of pizza panda's like they like old chicago dude i love old chicago I'm not sure I've ever actually gotten pizza at Old Chicago because when I go to Old Chicago, I end up just getting something another random off the menu. I don't know. They have really good, what do they call them? Italian nachos. It's good. Italian? So what's uh, what's on Italian nachos? Like black They're olives? Like, it's and... not like it's not like tortilla nachos. Um, it's like Italian Italian nachos. They're like. Um, Put you on the spot. Fried you probably had it, in like it says four crispy years. fried wonton chips. Ooh. And then they do like mozzarella, pepperoni, Italian sausage, pepperoncinis, uh, marinara sauce. It's good. It's, it's like good. Pizza nachos, man. Pizza nachos with hey. wonton <laughs> chips. Um, ooh, there's Maybe a copy better recipe. Way, I'm yeah. on it. <laughs> so um, no, that's that's last week's uh this week. What do we got this week? Yeah, I got you this week. This week we are asking you, piggybacking on the Whiskey World News. That's right. If you see an old Forester 1924 for $115, Mm -hmm. are you buying it? And why or why not are you buying it? So let's hear from you, Cole. Are you buying it? Uh, Here's why I'm not buying it. Because if there's a drop in Virginia, there's probably better stuff than that for that price at least. So, All right. Let me throw some at you. All right. Okay. Are you picking 1924 right. over Eagle Rare? Oh, yeah. No, rather. I just, it, there's something that just, I mean, if I hear incredible things about 1924, maybe I'll consider it. But um, I don't know if I had the choice between the two, I'd get Eagle Rare at retail at 40, Buff- 40 some bucks. Buffalo Trace? I need a bottle of Buffalo Trace. I'm running out. I'm on my last bottle right I mean, now. So. That, that's saying something. It's yeah. also a it's also a testament to just how rare Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace are in yeah. Virginia. And, yeah. Like Total Wine has like 30 Buffalo Trace on the shelf really? here in Phoenix right now. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> no, they didn't always have that though. So yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, so if you're taking those over uh, 1924, then I, I'm not even going to ask you if you'd take Blanton's over 1924. <laughs> no, Blanton's. I So the only reason I really buy Blanton's is the reason I'm helping out uh, one of our listeners this week. Um, 
uh what why am i paul clarkson hey south carolina shout out to paul uh because i like to carry the dates and so paul told me one of his daughters was born in a certain week of 2022 and i had a uh blanton's from that week and so we were able to work it out and he just paid me what i paid retail um that's the only big reason and don't get me wrong i actually really like blanton's as it is I do not think I think it is overhyped, but I do not think it is a bad bourbon. Right. Um, so I've never had Blanton's yeah. and been like, oh, this is terrible. This or like, sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a great bourbon. And it's also like cool because, you know, I got maybe a case or two at home and people that um, are interested in it can, you know, like I can make someone's day. Like my uncle was like, hey, I heard Blanton's is really good. Can you do, do you know anything about that? I'm like, yeah, just pay what i paid you're good exactly and, uh, so that's basically why i buy blends so i am definitely going to buy old forester 1924 if i see okay. it even at 115 mm-hmm. uh my circumstances are totally different than yours i yes. i just have this feeling that at our high-end grocery stores out here in phoenix Mm. like i'm i'm gonna see this in a a little glass cabinet and i'm just gonna be able to say like hey can you open this cabinet for me i want to buy that it just it's old forester it's Mm. a whiskey row series it's like they're not even calling it like they're like pinnacle of bourbon series or whatever like it's not Mm -hmm. like it's like a btac old forester or anything so and just given what it is it's a hundred proof i feel like there's going to be a high volume of it that's produced yeah so i i have high hopes that i'm going to be able to just see it in a lockbox somewhere and that it'll if it's not 115 it's going to be 120 or 125 and like i'll get it and i'll try it yeah and i'm well aware yeah (laughs) for sure for sure we'll do an episode on it of course yeah exactly i'm I'm well aware that i could try it and be like wow i can't believe i just spent 115 dollars on this but Mm -hmm. but i need like it's fun for me to be able to risk you're willing to take just for science like yeah and and the and then from science. like the next bottle share night that i have i'll have an old yeah. force for 1924 so that's that real all my buddies can try it and they'll know not to spend 120 dollars on it or whatever mm-hmm. so i love i love doing that and that makes me really happy so so i, like I will i will buy it if i see it for 115 dollars, and we'll put it to you listener if you will buy it love to hear why or why not when we put that yeah let us know there. All right. So next week we are between two rise. Check this out. Oh yeah. We are Big between time rise. a 2019 vintage of Thomas H. Handy, which is a little old in the vintage, but it's 125.7. But if you're looking into proof, consider this. The other option is 13th Colony Cast Strength Rye. It's a single barrel that Brian was able to pick up. It's an 11 year and it's hazmat baby yeah. 142.3 proof. So uh, check out Tuesday this week uh, tomorrow. If you're listening to the day this comes out uh, and on our Instagram and you'll be able to vote between uh, 13 colony and the antique collection bottle of Thomas H handy from 2019. So keep an eye out for that. I hope our listeners do keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah i hope next week comes real quick because i'm looking forward to drinking some real good rice <laughs> dude i love good rice did you hear that um people are really raving about the 2023 handy this year yeah 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I've uh, like, I've yeah. seen I've seen several posts of people saying like I blew Best through the handy. whole BTAC series at a bar and Handy mm-hmm. was the one that surprised me the most. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll be able to figure that out one day. Actually, there's the fries lottery soon, so I'm sure you'll be on top of that. Um I, I may or may not have a 2023 handy already. Wait, how did you what how the did you trade? No, I didn't actually. Um, I I got it at retail from a a guy who is uh, I'm friends with, and we're <laughs> yeah, it, just Dude. one one of those good stories of be a normal person, be a nice person. Yeah, you don't have to buy every allocated thing that you find. Yeah, pay it forward, and maybe that liquor manager that you befriended will notice that you have been paying it forward, and maybe you're uh, when the but didn't you get that comes. for Weller? Is that the exact same story you got for William Larue this year? <laughs> Different guy. Come on, man. <laughs> so, like, I like you, Brian. I like you a lot, but these things. They they like make me not insecure. They make me frustrated that I can't find things like this anymore. Hey, and I'm not also... saying don't talk about it. I'm not saying don't bring these things up. But it's in the middle of my heart. It's like stormy weather down there, and it's like, why can't you find antique collection anymore, Cole? And yeah, so that's I'm I am well aware it. that it is a delicate subject, and. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is it is difficult to talk to that's friends. amazing though it, it is difficult to talk to best friends about yeah, yeah. because mm. there is a jealousy aspect that is totally. hard to get over and and it's you, it, is that your third 2023 antique collection you've got this year no second okay, so, so i i couldn't remember you but might then be, there's the fry I, lot fries lotteries <laughs> yeah so fries lotteries they actually thank you for saying that mm-hmm. people in phoenix uh, hit yeah, me up if, up if you are unaware of when the fries lotteries are. The the information is posted on Facebook groups. I mm-hmm. uh, send the chill filtered Instagram account and uh, a message because yeah. I will message you the screenshots, yeah, you of the know. dates, and everything so that you go to the fries lotteries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that is by far the best chance for yeah. for you got uh, you anyone. got like a didn't you get a, a Van Winkle thirteen year last year or something? I wish I okay. wish, so, but you did get an Eagle Rare seventeen last year. I did get drawn yeah. for an Eagle Rare seventeen last year, and mm-hmm. that that's insane. I mean, we're talking less than one percent chance. That was just absolute. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. That wasn't that wasn't a lottery. That wasn't me putting uh, in the effort. Please yeah, believe me. Lucky. Please believe me. I I put in the effort for these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I I care. I and I pass things on. And mm. and uh, anyway, I try to put myself in the best position possible to have the right relationships at the right time. And mm-hmm. anyway, um. But yes, if you're in Phoenix, send the chill filtered Instagram account a message because yeah. I will tell you when all the fries drops are, when all the fries lotteries are, and and you'll get that information from me. Um, and then the the total wine grand reserve from last year, that drawing will happen in late March, early April, okay. maybe. So that's one last shot at it too. Nice. Oh, my heart. So I hope <laughs> that, that 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 the fries lottery and the total wine lottery and the both... ABC for my sake. Yeah. Oh, when is yours? Uh, it'll be in a few months, probably. Oh yeah. Okay. So they, they delay it till March or whatever. Last year it was like mid year, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. But they didn't do Eagle Rare, which was the annoying part. Huh. I will say of the volumes that I've seen here and there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I've seen the Eagle Rare like the least. Uh, I, I've even, I might've even seen more Sazerac 18s this year than Eagle Rares, which is like oh, yeah. insane. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I hope, I hope you do really well. In Thank the you. And I prize lottery I, and all that. I hope that we review the 2023 handy real soon. Ayo. That's true. Yeah. Cause that's one you're going to open. Well, I hope, um, our listeners get lucky this year with the antique collection and other great, it like bottles releases for 2024. I hope everyone does well this year. Mm-hmm. If you want to seventeen, just consider that I really love that, and I really it means so much to me. And maybe we can maybe we can work something out. But most of just all, had to get that in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. And on a gobble gobble mug. Nice. Where'd you get that? I have no idea. Probably like TJ Maxx or some goofy store like Mm -hmm. that.